Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hello and welcome to the AEW Collision Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture. Join by another one of my dadly boys, mm. Michael Sidgwick mm. from What Culture. So look ahead to tonight's episode of, no, this weekend's episode of AEW Collision. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, mm. where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Collision, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. A bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Sidgwick to look ahead to AEW Collision and Bell Belts Nine. <laughs> but what on earth is going on with this collision show? We know like three pretty, things. It looks piss poor. Yeah. Oh, uh, it doesn't look piss poor. That's hyperbole. Looks bang average. It's a shame as well. Following the C two. Like, Collision was kind of in danger of being this really stripped-back version of a good uh, AEW show where there's not many promos. There's not really much in the way of angle advancement. There's a lot of in-action graphic drop stuff, but, you know, you're guaranteed to get two pretty damn good, sometimes great bookends. Yeah. And then the Continental Classic, as we know, the uh, the Blue League was absolutely goated. <laughs> and uh, last week's... I thought was just a nice, nice, nice wrestling yeah. show with some really good stuff on it. I'm firmly expecting us to be caught by the usual trap of this looks like... What's the word I'm looking for here? I wouldn't say alarmingly mid, or it just looks like they are waiting to slap a really great match on yeah. here and then make anything... Uh, right, okay, that's because... This doesn't look like a show anyone's going to watch. I should have researched this. Is there some kind of absolutely massive sports game on the Saturday night Ooh. where they're just thinking, we're never getting a rating, let's do nothing, because Jesus Christ, it just looks a bit... It just looks like a nothing show. I'm starting up to see the uh, when the NFL playoffs start. Because I know that the regular season finished just... Last week, yeah. or this week, I suppose, technically. Did you see the, the Jacksonville Jaguars thing? They tweeted. Yes. Uh, and then it's, I think that's what's knocked TK. <laughs> yeah, that's the start of it, WWE, yeah. I'm not saying that there's some huge elaborate uh, infrastructure designed to make TK lose his mind. But the fact that it's some guy, the socials guy on, what, the USA Network yeah. thing or whatever, poking fun and not Triple H himself. It's just they're more shadowy with their games that they play. They can manipulate a scenario in which Tony Khan has suffers from absolutely massive head loss. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd be the same, to be fair, as Tony Khan if someone mocked. I know. I don't know if he's a fan of theirs, 
but like if someone used their social media arm of their huge conglomerate to dunk on a Chesterfield resort, I think I might get a little bit of a. I think three years ago, me yes would, but I've changed. I honestly, very very rarely do I get involved in discourse anymore. I just don't. Yeah. If you look at my my Twitter, what I do with it now. I use it for two things. I don't wade into discourse. I think I tweeted about the books and sting yesterday, but that's before it became another one of these absolutely just interminable conversations. I just tweeted it because I thought it was a good idea, not in response to some idiots no. saying in bad faith it was a bad idea. I watch the shows. I try and come up with some kind of insight as to why I thought the good thing was good. Yeah. Or a flash of inspiration takes me, and I come up with a joke... I'll tweet that as well. Yeah. I'll tweet a joke or an insight. I'll never tweet an earnest argument as to why something's good or why you saying it's bad is. Who can be asked? Like when the Jindus, this is an incident. There's nothing to freaking talk about on this. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head. By the way, I think the uh, the wild card round starts this weekend for the, the on the road to the Super Bowl. Uh, you got the uh, Dolphins and the Chiefs, the Texans and the Browns, the Bills, Steelers. So that might be it's it. It's a wild know? card round. I think it's like the playoff, you know, like the playoffs. It's well, no, it doesn't really work because the playoffs, everyone sorts of, you know, the weird National League playoffs where the teams who finish like tenth, basically, even they get a shot. So I think the teams who finished higher up in their leagues basically get a bye to right. The, so these games have got stakes to the what would effectively be the semifinals of their division, but the quarterfinals of the competition because obviously the play, the Super Bowl is. The AFC and the NFC champs yeah. playing each other. So the stakes, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, this is it now. We're uh, maybe that's why. It, it feels very phoned in, this card. Like, Jesus, if I'd put, put it this way, if I'd bought a ticket for this one, I'd be thinking, oh, fucking hell. Mm. It's as bad as that Baltimore one that poor Matt Reigns had to go to. <laughs> um, I put just on X, I was all told, this Jinder Mahal stuff, I was like, who could possibly give a toss? Yeah. Like, why are you wading in on this? Like, and the worst thing is, it's like this... There's this collective realisation that we're all completely wasting our time on it and that you'll never get a resolution. No one wins. And it's, like it's, it's one thing when there's something that you feel like the CM Punk elite stuff, at the time I understand why that was flying off because it's obviously it meant a lot to a lot of people and there was no resolution and it just became really exhausting after a while. But people want to get their takes off and I can completely understand about something of that magnitude. Jinder Mahal working a match against Seth Rollins and then people defending Jinder Mahal even though Tony Khan... I, I just watched it. I was like, how can you possibly care? Yeah. And it's like, it's, there's people who talk about wrestling now and it's just, you you don't... Your heart's not in this, so what are you even bothering yeah. for? It's just this... I felt like I got in a time machine back to, what was it, 2017 he won the title? Yeah. Where people were like, I don't think you get it. All the heat that he generates means he's actually a really good heat. Oh, God, I know. I just, I just don't get it. And I'm sick of Dave as well. Like, I'm, I think I'm, one of, I'm kind of one of the last guys <laughs> to actually have a modicum of respect for his work. Historically, it was just so, like, important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foundational. Not just, like, but, like, great as well. Like, considering how rapidly wrestling changes... Like his observer has dated better than a lot of the wrestling from that period. <laughs> yes. That's how prescient he was. That's how insightful he was. That's how great he was. So I've always, I'll, I'll always hold him in a really profound respect. And then it's I'm just reading Twitter and things you can't unfollow him. He's such a valuable resource. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at this point, the ratio is so out of whack. One in every 250 tweets, he will just 
drop this bomb of knowledge on you and you think, Jesus Christ, yeah. I need you to shape my fandom and my knowledge of the business still. Like you're still like you still got that value. Like he, I remember, I was never big on like my sort of love of and what I ex what I suppose is worth my time as a professional going back to. Yeah. Probably the eighties in terms of the US. Anything before that no one's really drawing inspiration from it. People maybe should, but they're not. And it just feels like that's when this chapter of wrestling began. Fair, yeah. Then he'll drop some knowledge on you about like the 70s and why things were done the way they were and why things persist. He's just amazing at what he does. Yeah. Like he, when, he, when I found out why WWE does the Escape the Rules cage match, Escape the Cage, it's like, and that's why they persist with it. Oh, Christ. So the whole idea was... San Martino would just give the heel a beating of the life and then have mercy on them and then just go walk out. So that's why it took root. Ah. That's why it took root. And they've completely missed the point and they've go, all right, you escape the cage. It's like, well, the baby face looks like a coward. Yeah. You yeah. to be this absolute badass. You destroyed your opponent. You who just... just, yeah, yeah. It's like, right, okay, you've had enough. You've had enough. I'm a nice guy. I know the limits of how they should go. And then, like, it's like, a, it's a, and then Dave dropped that about to you. I didn't know that. I did not know that. And now it's like arguing with the egg accounts and <laughs> saying, ah, oh, sorry, is this tweet from 1990 because people thought the business was destroyed then? I was like, oh, Dave, how are you still doing this? I don't understand how you have the energy yeah. to keep doing this. It's 2024. You've been doing this shtick for as long as I've been on the platform, and I've been on it years too long. Anyway, people want to hear about Collision. Why this episode looks? It amazing. feels like they're going to drop something. I mean, no, no offense. Deanna Parada is obviously making her debut tonight, and they've got a, an Adam Copeland match. But there's nothing, you know, and, and they're, they're trying to, you know, obviously link this in with Battle of the Belts Nine. So they've got big matches, title matches on there. They've got a title match on tonight's show as well, I suppose, or this weekend show as well. But yeah, it feels so, feels like something's going to drop. Maybe, maybe it's in the the aftermath of Rampage tonight or, like you say, mid-afternoon tomorrow or something. Yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess. Um, what we're talking about? Let's talk about uh, Diona Perazzo, Um debuting against Red Velvet. What do you make? I haven't really got a chance to think, talk to you about her signing. I thought it was quite well done. Yeah. it. Maybe it's an, it's not quite the same, but it's adjacent to deft dovetailing booking where you have this wrestler, Mariah May, who is... Attempting to, via subterfuge, steal the spotlight from Tony Storm. Yeah. Sort of associate, like, hitch a wagon to the star. And then that's going to play out as it will. And I like how they sort of subverted that by having Parazzo overshadow her yeah. in phase one of her bid to overshadow Tony Storm eventually. I thought that was just quite neat. It shows a bit of a playful, bit of a narrative device. They are, it feels like that's a, one of the very few angles, I guess, where I'm thinking, wow, they are trying to sort of create this interconnected universe with sort of like, I've used this phrase before with AEW in 2020 and 2021 when it was absolutely good. <laughs> the spider web. Yes. Of yeah, how yeah, like yeah. things interconnect and all the rest of it. And it felt like. I was a, a glimpse into an actual division with moving parts. Um, I think Parazzo almost definitely deserves the shout. Like, it's weird. I know there will be loyal TNA listeners. 
or Impact fan listeners. Is it technically TNA on tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying not to be a prick about this. And I'm not trying to downplay, like, a very acclaimed promotion. Yeah. It's the ultimate irony for Impact slash TNA. The second that they get their stuff together, have a coherent product <laughs> with loads of good things about it, it's when they are no longer the number two or even the number three, potentially. No one really pays them any mind. It's sort of, they were, it's almost karmic that yes. Russo, it's it's karmic and unfair at the same time that Russo and Bischoff did their level best to arrogantly put that company in the ground and then finally, when it gets good, it's just cursed and like scorched earth. Yeah. Um, and it's part of the whole tree falls down in the woods. Do you even hear it? If a good thing happens in TNA, does anyone even care? Because it's got a very, very small base. So on that basis, Parazzo has been toiling in, let's face it, relative obscurity. Yeah. I'm not saying TNA or Impact is bad. I'm saying very, very, very few people pay mind to it. So it's good that Parazzo, whose work, the stuff I've seen has peaked very, very highly. Mm -hmm. I've seen some matches of hers that got raves, and because t Impact slash TNA is kind of watched exclusively by promotional loyalists now, yeah. you don't get anyone dipping their toe in, really. Um, so I've seen some matches where I'm like, oh, I wasn't that good. But I've seen some where I was like, you know what, bloody hell, yeah. Bratzel deserves a, 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 another shot at the big time. She's got it, and uh, I expect this to be a relatively short match. I'm looking forward to the moment. She's a very skilled technical wrestler, and it's a different dimension to the women's scene um, in North America right now. So I'm really looking forward to that, and maybe they could do Parazzo versus Deeb. I think a lot of technical purists yeah. would really like the sound of that. Um, there's going to be a bit, because they've foreshadowed it on Dynamite, where Parazzo just inquisitively asked, is that your stirring arm? So she's going to, at some point, because I do like the, do a back and forth in AEW. And you've seen this? You heard about this? <laughs> um, Red Velvet, after a flourish of offense, will do the taunt with the stir, and then Venus fly trap, get an arm bar Lovely. out of it. Something like that, I feel like they've clued us into. Uh, obviously, Parazzo wins. Um, it's just a question of when she'll get a next one, how much she'll be rotated into the mix. Part of the AEW problem. And there's a few, and they persist is that when they introduce someone new or push someone new, it's so crowded that you kind of lose interest or lose the belief that they will do something significant worth paying attention to over the subsequent weeks and months. But um, tell you what, they've persisted with the Sky Blue, yeah. Julia Hart stuff. Um, Ryan May has been heavily, well, not heavily, but frequently on TV. If there's ever been a time where I would naively think, maybe they're getting... yeah. Grips to grips with this women's division. If I was if I was a little bit more optimistic in in my constitution, <laughs> maybe this time would be the time I would start to think about that. Yeah, I agree. And you know, obviously Mercedes potentially coming in soon. I was looking up to see Dion when they did the the Impact show in Newcastle. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, it should work. Trinity, ah. Gail Kim as a special guest referee was great. Ah. Co-main basically. Um, but yeah, I'm happy expecting to see Gail Kim. Pardon? Happy to see Gail. Very happy to see Gail Kim. Big fan. Of Good referee. Wrestling. Yeah, very excellent refereeing. And she got a bit physical after the match. Don't mess with her. Still got it. But yeah, really looking forward to uh, Deonna Parazzo's uh, debut in AW 
and obviously yeah, straightforward victory against Red Velvet. Uh, speaking of people's in-ring debut for AEW, I know you've talked about it like this on the news this morning. Ric Flair, <laughs> thoughts? He wants to, what was the phrase, get more physical. More I'm physical I'm sure he bloody to... does. I'm sure Ric Flair, his entire life, has wanted to get more physical. <laughs> he wants to do more Could physical not... spots in AEW according to Fightful Select. Yeah, well, I don't know. He looked like... Uh... Yeah, <laughs> fair. He's looked like <laughs> for years. Yeah, is Ric Flair, but it's you'd think if you can do anything, like, and he, he could do this when he was broken, like Ric Flair, if you could separate the man from the, from, separate the performer from the man. Yes, like Ric Flair was kind of like inexplicably great, even when he was like awful to look at. <laughs> you yeah. know when he just looked like it's like ah oh, Flair, even like two thousand and like. Four, five, you're like, oh, hell, mm. he looks like an old man. Was it, uh, and he Steiner was. called him Sharpe Puppy or something? Um, like more loose skin than a Sharpe Puppy. That's it. Uh, I'm telling you, one time, you should have took a cab <laughs> and fixed <laughs> those crooked <laughs> yellow teeth. Um, I, I, I hate this because Tony Khan, right, cause and solution to everything, he's a pretty feckless guy. Yes. Pretty feckless. Um, everything's great. He will... I was, I'm amazed in retrospect in that December 2019, 2020 period, the holiday season, which, you know, it starts for him in July, apparently, but <laughs> yes. it really starts in December. When after the December 18 Dark Order angle, he just was like, right, okay. Because previously, somehow, it was just, right, okay, I don't think this is a good idea, but we're in a committee, and you think it's a good idea? Yeah. I don't know how it worked in terms of the granular detail of whether it was like a show of hands or if Brandy was just allowed to do what you wanted and <laughs> yeah. no one was allowed to say anything or what. Or if the books were like, we're going to do this Dark Order thing. Like, well, it sucks and everyone hates it. But, you know, <laughs> you're on the committee. I'm surprised, in retrospect, that Tony was like, nah, can't do it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm giving myself final say. Obviously, you can pitch. You can have as much creative as any other top star, if not more, but... I can now veto ideas. I'm amazed he did that because if you look at some of the... St like, the total mishmash in AEW, right? I am getting to Ric Flair in a minute. Trust me. But the total mishmash in AEW is part because Tony Khan is a fan of a lot of different styles of wrestling and in part, I suspect, because he just cannot say, oh, you know what, Jericho, that idea is absolutely horrific and, you know, it's terrible. It's not going on my show. And it's yes. not just Jericho. There's a few of the stars who have their own ideas that don't always work. But he's got that... That sounds great. Yeah, it's got like that. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yes, yeah, it's great. Oh, it's not so great, but I can't see it. <laughs> um, so my half worry is that. Like, oh yeah, yeah, Rick. It sounds great. I loved your matches. Uh, 99, 1989, Ricky Steamboat. It sounds great. It sounds great, Rick. Because he's just a bit of feckless, isn't he? Mm. And that's the only worry I have of. Ric Flair getting what he wants. Realistically. He's not going to work a match. No. But if he keeps, like, this spotlight-hungry, craven, like, decomposing skull that he is, like, he might get himself doing a lot more chops. I w yeah, I would put my house and your house on your behalf on Ric Flair doing a spot with Brandon Cutler at Revolution. It's a shame. I'd like to see Sting do it. I'd like to see Ric Flair not there. But it can happen. Of course it is. And then, I don't know, 
Yeah, that's been intriguing. When Sting says, well, there we go. Thanks very much, everyone. Off to retirement. Where does Ric Flair go from there? Does Ric Flair... Signed a multi-year deal with a mushroom-infused woo energy drink. Guys were basically not paying him. That's not the problem yeah. I have with you signing him. I'm not concerned about your bank balance, unsurprisingly. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, let's talk Bell Bills now. Was there anything else on Collision? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to try and merge it in with other title matches. Oh, right, okay. Because okay. it feels weird because... Well, actually, that, that reminds me. There's a title match on Collision, which I don't know why it's not on Battle of the Belts, because there's only two title matches right now on Battle of the Belts. No one wants to see Jericho go half an hour. No one wants to see him go 30 seconds at this point. <laughs> How long can we loop Judas for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the ROH tag titles are on the line. I suppose maybe that's why they're keeping them on separate shows, doing on two tag title matches on the same... I don't know. The ROH tag titles are on the line. An hour later. Uh, it's the six-man titles. Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony. Brian Cage, I believe, is carrying an injury right now. Is he? Yeah, I think so. I saw that, Well, I certainly saw an image of his bruised titty. Oh. Uh, some alert thing, I'll double-check. Uh, versus Lance Archer and... <laughs> right, Jets. Oh, they're not going to win, are they? <laughs> they... Formed the staple, and then they immediately got bitched by Adam Copeland, Sting, and Darby Allen on collision. Well, then I don't think they're going to win the, 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 the ROH trios titles. Then, like, then again, those titles are so meaningless. Ooh, oh, torn lats. Sorry, I torn just found lat. a picture of Jesus uh, Brian Christ. Cage. I uh, look Brian Cage and Lance Archer interacting oh. in the same match, doing stuff to each other will be extremely fun. Um, there's only one outcome here, like Lance Archer. I don't know what they're doing with him. He's a. I feel sorry for guys like Archer. Turning face. Do you I, think don't know, maybe? I don't know. Maybe I, he's class. He's really funny. Um, he's a territory wrestler in a post-territory world. Sounds like a song. 
wrestler in a post-territory world. Like a Morrissey. Have a nightmare for syllables. He's a territory wrestler in a what with a post-territory world. <laughs> a bit, went a bit Bowie there. I don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, I, I don't like the righteous at all. I don't. Like, I'm not one of these, like, uh, types. No. Where it's... Uh, you had this with Ginger as well. Guys, it's... I think it's quite funny. Yeah. How bad he is. What? Yeah. I'm not one of these types as well who's like, uh, oh, they're not real graps. I can spot a fake wrestler from a mile away. I quite like wrestlers I don't necessarily believe in. They're exciting or spectacular. Um, I'm, like a t- I'm not like a Timothy Thatcherite. Put no. it that way. The righteous is where I draw the line. Yes. I look at them and think. I look at Matt Jackson. I love Matt Jackson. Think, you're acting. Yes. Yes. I look at a lot of wrestlers and think, you're acting, but I like you, and you do great matches and all the rest of it, blah, blah, I look at the righteous and get annoyed. <laughs> you're not crazy. You are not, uh, you don't live in those woods where you say you do. No. You do the most, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cliched, I'm crazy acting ever, and it, if it, I just, if I can't buy it, you've got a problem. Yeah. I'm crazy, but not until after I've had my uh, oat milk flat white, obviously. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, Archer and Cage doing stuff will be fun. I don't even get anything out of the righteous in the ring. What a weird time that was. Like, you probably sh- It's, you know, when you think, oh, this is a terrible idea. We should change it. Literally everything. Right, we've got the pay-per-view. AW World Champion MGF versus, yeah, who was it then? Hangman, Swerve, Joe, Kenny could do it on pay-per-view but not collision. No, the, the Righteous. <laughs> when that was written down, I was like, Because they'd done what? it once against the guns, hadn't it? And it was like, that worked. Is that right? Have I got the timeline I think it was right? after. Oh, it was, it was after the, the Righteous. I was like, oh, yeah. What on earth is this? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Like, how many T-shirts? Uh, what's the official number on better than new baby T-shirts sold? That must be out the ass yeah. to have persisted with it for that long and completely ruined the vibe of the company by just having to prolong it. I forgot to tell you this. I meant to talk to you about this off air. Undisputed Kingdom, you know, their new logo that they've got. I'm not, I think I can't remember it. I'll show you a picture of it. It's like... For a good, this is good podcasting, this. <laughs> Describe it. Yeah, it's... Well, it's like a... The, the, the Undisputed's written and there's like a... It's sort of like a crown you can see. All right. But it, it's, it's white. I have to see if I can find this image for you because it only works if you can see this. I can't remember who I saw tweeting this, right? When I, when they, there you go, right. There it is, yeah? So it's undisputed with what looks like the WWE lo- Attitude Era logo in the background. But I, think it's, I think it's a crown. But I it's, saw, a, it's a WWF Scratch logo. Yes, but I saw someone, because of these parts here, tweet... <laughs> Heavy is the head that wears the cum crown, and now I can't unsee it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so it looks like. Well, that's dead. <laughs> um, sticking with title matches, we'll talk about it a little bit else here. We might as well. Um, same rule applies. There's a title change on this show. We'll talk about it. If not, unfortunately, you know, we've got both got kids now. Yeah. I've got other things to do. I've got other, way more important things to do than to watch Chris Jericho hide away at the end of a TV taping. Significantly more important Here's a question. to do. I, I don't think either of the titles change, obviously, um, here. Would they have, without the allegations, and obviously we don't want to talk too much about that, there's not really a lot we can say because of it's an emoji and speculation and blah, blah, blah. 
without the those socks, yeah, <laughs> without the allegations, and arguably without Kenny Omega getting diverticulitis, would the title? Would you have the titles change hands? Do you think that that Starks and Bills run would have been over and it had gone to? What were, they, what were they called? And then they got the name wrong. I was going to give the Winnipeg Jets. That's it. The Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> so funny that. I don't know. Um, you're having problems as a promoter and a booker if you are having Omega turn his back on the elite, in effect, and doing all of that. Stuff with Don Callis just to lose a world tag team title match. You know what I mean? It's I don't know what the hell the plan was. I Probably. got wound up all over again. With full disclosure, we've recorded a, a, a series of chatty faces that's going to be going out on the YouTube channel uh, in the next few days and weeks. And I got wound up all over again when you got on your soapbox about Kenny Omega. I'm with you, grabbing him by the scruff of the neck. It just you, know, <laughs> you know you can do it. You know you've got it in you to do this. Oh, God. Anyway, those chatty faces were good. Watch them. Watch out for them on the YouTube channel. I I don't know, and I don't really care about this match. Chris Jericho, I can't even talk about it. You no. can't. If you can't, I just... Not that one thing. Oh, me, a white male, 38-year-old <laughs> podcaster, is yeah. a little bit bored of watching Chris Jericho in my spare time, right? <laughs> That's significantly by orders of magnitude less important than what Chris Jericho might have done. Yes. But even before it was it was it was alluded to what Chris Jericho might have done. I was bored of him, so bored. And I, you know, I was literally Adam Wilborn, literally kind of one of the last guys to keep uh, flying the Jericho flag. A lot of people were like, yeah, he's finished, he needs to yeah. go away. And I was like, no, you had the Ishii match and the Roderick Strong match was great. Every and, time you count him out. Yeah. And I was like, I was trying not to be fickle about it, and then it just got reached a point where I was like, go away. Yeah. Go away. Please go away. So you've got a car. It's like the worst, the other, it's the worst possible outcome, dot, 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 for him. It is the worst possible outcome for him. He gets accused of being a creep at a minimum, and everyone wants him to go away. Like, it's, people sing Judas, but it's like, there are certain things to do in an arena. You know when they always say, ah, oh, this isn't the correct feedback, not these internet marks. Yeah. Listen to the fans in the building. I don't necessarily do that. No. I've, I've made this no. point. I can go and engage vocally with something on a wrestling show that I would not give a single toss about if I watched it on TV because it's quite fun to go and yeah. be there. It's, I understand why they used to think it was a reliable barometer in the past, and it still is to a degree. If you get massive reactions in a building, it obviously means something. But a, sometimes a pop is just quite half-hearted. Sometimes a boo isn't heat. It's just, oh, the, the prelim heel has done something funny. Yes, yes. I'm not saying put the belt on him. I'm saying I enjoyed you being a dickhead for two seconds, you know? So people, if people sing Judas, I don't think AEW should be taking that as, oh, well, you know, it's, just, it's a vocal minority that cares about this thing. No, not at all. Well, he doesn't call himself the demo god anymore, does he? Don't care about this match. If none of this had happened over Christmas, if he just put the Bucks Fizz down, just put the Grey Goose down, then realistically, I'd probably be a bit excited when the bell rang. Yes. Thinking, I've said this before, like Jericho's a tag team mastermind. I don't think he gets anywhere near enough the credit as he should. Um, but I don't know. He's looking... 
He's looking like he's lost a step. He looked very much like he was literally suffering under the weight of the of the atmosphere at World's End. Like his legs had gone and he just didn't know where to put himself. So it'll be interesting to see if he has another absolute nightmare in the ring. Um, and I still don't think that's that good a match. I don't give a sh- now. Try not to swear as much. Um, I don't really care about Sammy Guevara. Four years in, he hasn't evolved in the yeah. least. That just feels like a waste of time. Um, He's done everything, Jericho. Face, heel, champ, ch- champ on the other yeah. show. Uh, like, it's, it's very hard for anyone to do something for four years and be interesting. Like Moxley, we're all a little bit... Yeah. On this podcast, on this podcast, we're all a little bit, oh, I know, you should go away for two months. It's a broader point we've made time and time again, but Jericho is particularly suffering from it. Uh, Starks and Big Bill, the Betty seem like they want to be in a tag team and they've tried to sort of joke about, oh, don't even want to do this, but we're just having to be good and we've got the belt. The tag division needs a complete reset. Yeah. I try not to do hyperbole, I'm, you know, and I do it a lot. And I, tr- I do try not to be that guy. Because if I was in charge of a wrestling promotion, I know it would be terrible. I'd be so recently biased. I'd yeah. put the belt on him. I'll take it off you. I like you, I <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you now. But I, uh, this tag team division needs a complete rethink because the resources they have to make it good. It's uh, it's the same with WWE. Like for me, all those years when they had all that money, it's unacceptably bad. This tag team division in AEW right now is unacceptably bad. You got Private Party just come back, Top Flight, love them. Uh, I mean, the alternative is, of course, yeah, I know it's 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 just a randomly put together tag team, but and I know they just lost, but even so. Powerhouse Hobbs and Takeshita. Yeah. You're not going to do the singles push for, uh, for Takeshita just yet. Put a tag title on him for a bit. Uh, speaking of titles, though, uh, Julia Hart versus Anna Jay. Lovely touch, obviously, Anna Jay winning the uh, the, the match in the eight-woman for the, the Brody Lee Memorial on Dynamite. And subsequently, she's facing Julia Hart for the TBS title. Action-wise, I think the ceiling for this is fine. It's fine. I've watched both women really over-deliver in spots where you wouldn't expect them to. Mm-hmm. And Julia Hart, by all accounts, is getting received in these arenas as an actual star, and good on her for doing that. But, like, it'd be kind of miraculous if this was, like, a you know, match of the week contender yeah. or anything of the like. I did like seeing the, the phone footage of Julia Hart where she comes out and does her entrance and then the camera's on her. And then the lights go down and she goes, Frank, get to the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I'm not expecting to be blown away by this. Uh, over delivery would be nice. I think it should get a reaction in the building. You know, they've done a good job with Julia Hart, and she herself has done a really great job of improving and you know, botch on Wednesday's side. I mean, I kind of get excited about it, though. I mean, are you excited to watch this match? I think it's going to be, yeah, like, I think you're right. It's going to be a fun match, but I don't see any title change in it. And, uh, yeah. Is that an Jay thing? She'll crop up every two or three months. I think the gaps are getting longer as well, which is concerning. And I just feel sorry for her. Like, her sixth match was as good as, like, 100th. Something's going wrong there. Do an excursion. Sort it out. I don't know. But the answer is not remotely, doesn't remotely lie in, I was going to wrestle, like, eight times a year on TV. It's not how it bloody works. It's not how it's ever freaking worked. So you need, if it's not working, you need to fix it. We're in a bit of a reminiscing mood, what with them being back at Daly's Place. Do you remember when they were, like, big, big, was it Anna Jay? They were bigging up. They were like, here comes Anna Jay. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Oh, my God. They made it seem like it was most routine. Yeah. Welcome aboard. You're going to win your debut match. Abaddon comes in. They beat Anna Jay. Yeah. And then that 
leads to Anna Jay going, oh, well, I'm having a crisis of confidence. Well, I'm Mr. Brody Lee, and I can show you the... What a majestic bit of booking that was. Those are the days. Uh, <laughs> I love that, 2020. <laughs> Those are the days. <laughs> um, just, I don't really Those days have fundamentally altered my brain chemistry. Yes. For the... Worse, <laughs> uh, but yeah, those, those were those were the days. I kind of were the days. <laughs> Hangman Page returns to Norfolk to do what? I don't know. I mean, he's got a huge pap. Yeah, he's got a huge pap. Because I, 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 not complaints. I said my concerns about them saying, "Oh well, it's Swerve or Hangman next for Joe after Hook." Is that what it's Swerve? If you go and by the old rankings, wins, losses, etc. Head but to head. It's always the bloody head-to-head record but in sports. Hangman Page, I, I'm just so glad he's back to being this version of himself yeah. that I can't allow anything. He's awesome. He's absolutely awesome. Does Swerve come out? <sighs> do, they, you know what? On Collision, they don't hate an impromptu match. Yeah. They do not hate an impromptu match here. It wouldn't surprise us if, just to get him, you know, where he's going to get a massive reaction, if someone like a Tony Nese comes out. Says, oh, everyone in Virginia is a complete inbred, toothless yokel who f***s <laughs> her own sister in the ass. You know, that kind of stuff. You know, that kind of stuff. You know, they do this, they do this. That sounded like a, a bit like a, a latter-day Vince McMahon promo where he's like, I'm not really getting the reaction. Just swear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, it's not really getting the reaction with Shane. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll give you a f***ing I'll give you a f- um, and then Hangman Page was like, no, actually, you're wrong. Everyone from this place rules. Yeah. And I'm going to defend their honor and beat you in a match. That would probably be tits. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, maybe something like that. I don't Where's know. I mean, we, we don't know. So how can I preview it? <laughs> we have got an open challenge. But before we get there, do you want, uh, do you want some uh, two, two bad two-sentence horrors? And then oh. we got a game for the, uh, yeah. the Adam Copeland open challenge. Just saw a few of these, obviously, with the Christmas period. We've kind of... Got our bank back up. I'm not sure if I've done this one before, so correct me if I'm wrong. I've got but three, three, two, bad two sentence horrors for you. Oh, yeah, they're, they're horrors. Come on in and have a seat, said the dentist. <laughs> Come on in and have a seat, said the dentist. But I don't have any teeth. <laughs> Good. Come on in and have a seat, said the dentist. Who invented the electric chair? (laughs) Absolutely rubbish. What's this, Dad? Said my son, while I showed him photos from my youth. Hang on. Say that again. Whoa. What's this, Dad? Said my son, while I showed him photos from my youth. So He's pointing at something in a picture. What's he asking about? I don't know, son. <laughs> Your sister was already dead when this photo was taken. Yeah, I, I thought when I first read this, I was like, that slender man <laughs> or whatever. It's rubbish. What's this, Dad? Said my son when I showed him photos from my youth. We called those trees. <laughs> but it's a dystopian future yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Twi- twist ending. It's, honestly, that's not bad for this. All right, final one. Really good, this. Really making the most of... You only get two sentences. Okay, but how long can those sentences be? Our son beamed when he told us he'd scored the highest in his class on his IQ test. 
Hang on, do it again. Our son beamed when he told us he'd scored the highest in his class on his IQ test. What a shame he was homeschooled. <laughs> That's really good, actually. Better than this. It's another one of those ones where, ah, well, how was I expected to know that he's going <laughs> yeah. in a dystopian future with no trees? Our son beamed when he told us he'd scored the highest in his class on his IQ test. But, oh, God, Sid, she's already taken a turn. But we knew that meant... <laughs> Sorry. But we knew that meant he'd exceeded the allowable intelligence threshold for our social level and would have to be exterminated! Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wrote that, just please stop writing. <laughs> so I never have to listen to anything like that ever again. Uh, finally, Adam Copeland's doing another open challenge. We sort of suggested this might be a good thing going forward in terms of just getting... I like this as a bit. It's yeah. If they've been told, right, Coop and Cage, they've been told, uh, you guys are great, just uh, write your own story, it'll be great, very good, great. I think they've done a goddamn good job. It's a bit, uh, this is a bit stupid, but it allows us to get to the next bit. There's an element of that to their big story. But there's some clever stuff that they've been coming up with together, I think. And the idea of Coop and going, well, I got screwed out of the title, basically, one of us is going to have to act like a champion, so I'll do it. I just, like, I'm the rightful champion. So, and you're, you're, I just, just, this is a nice little way of giving a, other wrestler on the roster a TV match against the Cooper. Yeah. And Cooper's got this good character motivation to do it, and it further throws in sharp relief what a brilliantly bad champion Christian yes. Cage is, if that makes sense. Total absentee, like a disgrace to the idea of achievement and being a fighting champion. And Copeland doing this just makes Cage indirectly like a much better heel. Yeah. It's really a nice, nice. I love this device. And I you, do. Can, you can use this, yeah. Obviously, we saw Griff Garrison last week, but you can use this device to have him face faces all heels. Especially with the TNT title, yeah. specifically, and the lore of what that title is. You don't have to have was. any story going in. You can have a, a gallant baby face who's like, I've always wanted to test myself against you. You've been a real hero of mine. Or. You're all, get out of the way, I'm the future, I'm going to beat you and take your head and put it on a spike to show how bloody great I am. So obviously, as I said, Griff Garrison was the uh, first challenger. Spoiled for choice, Adam Copeland said himself, he's got a load of young people he want to work with. But that's not how we do it around here. It's time to play the game! Time to play the game! Who will answer Adam Copeland's open challenge? So you'll hear it here first. With Pro Evo rules, which means that... Commander O'Brien Keith. Would be the yeah, yes. correct, correct answer. Uh, but if not them, or it could still be them, Pro Evo rules, if you're unaware, is when Sid and I used to play a game called Pro Evolution Soccer, and you'd randomise a team, and you'd think, oh, I don't really want to be that team, they're not very good. You get a second randomizer, but then once you've hit random, you can't go back to your first choice. You've, and then the third roll of the dice, if you decide, ah, I'm going to leave it, whatever you get on your third go is what you're stuck with, whether it, whether it be you know, one of the goats or Gateshead. Five nil, come on. Um, right, I have the AW roster page open in front of me. When you're ready, Michael Sidgwick, tell me when to stop. And I'll tell you. Stop. Okay, give me a number between uh, one and five. Four. 
Mike Bennett, the Undisputed Kingdom. If he wasn't involved in that stable, he's exactly the yeah. kind of person who would do this. Um, I'm going to twist. Good, okay. Because I'm not really... I mean, it would be a pretty good match. Yeah. That would be really good, probably, under the right circumstances. Stop! <laughs> okay, real array here. One to five. Two. Samoa Joe, the world champion. That's a twist, because obviously that's not happening. Right. Stop. Okay. I'm willing a number into your head here. Let's see if we can do this. Get my dynamo on. Let <laughs> me keep saying it in my head. Keep saying it in okay. your head. One. Yes! Ah, really? Yes! Are you joking? Yes! Right, if you just said... Because if it's Matt Hardy, I'll, I'll leap across this <laughs> table and smash your face in. Oh, not be a, it's not Matt Hardy. If you just said five, Preston Vance. If you said four, Powerhouse Hobbs. If you said three, Pretty Peter Avalon. That'd be quite funny. <laughs> said two, Penta. Oh. oh, my God. Maybe I should have pushed that into your head. But you said one, <laughs> which means Adam Copeland's mystery opponent... <laughs> This weekend's episode of AW Collision. Well, <laughs> no more BS. Paul White's here. You laugh. You laugh. It is two thirds of a WrestleMania World Title match. Yeah. Was that twenty five? No. The twenty five. Twenty five is obviously it was Big Show, Cena, and Edge. You might be right there. It's a terrible match that is. They, Absolutely terrible. They match. only do that so he could do the double FU spot with them. Maybe. Twenty five was the obviously Triple H Orton. Yeah, Taker. We must be right. Maybe the edge. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, twenty five. Oh boy, the business was in the toilet then. I think I think I've been a little bit downbeat. I mean, I'm not being funny. It's collision, right? Matt, no, Hardy, Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy as well. WrestleMania twenty five. This collision. Is there a soul out there listening? Let us know on X. He was like, oh, I can't wait for this. This is going to be an all-timer. Anyone is. Mm. So I feel like I've been a bit downbeat. I apologize for that during this podcast. And then you remember a match like that, held under the monopoly of WWE, and think, Jesus Christ, we've got it so much better. And The only thing that came after that was Triple H and Randy Orton in the main event. One of the worst matches. One of these nonsensical, tedious matches. A total disaster of promotion, of um, meeting expectations. Thought they were going to kill each other. And, but, and don't forget, if Triple H had been counted out or disqualified, he'd have lost the world title. Pathetic. Absolutely <laughs> pathetic. Right, let's know your thoughts ahead of AW Collision. And bail on the bills, nan, uh, on X at What Culture WWE. Watch, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilbur. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. The SmackDown preview is available right now. Uh, and we'll be back later on today with Wrestle Culture, complete with a hashtag bloody good quiz. And me and Sidgwick will be back on Monday to review AEW Collision. But for now, it's been the Collision of Bill. Bill preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us and we will see you soon. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.